Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Joined in the Daily Standard Podcast studio today by Kelly Jane Torrance of the Weekly Standard. Kelly Jane, how are you? Great. How are you, Eric? Doing fine. Thank you. So a seventh woman has come forward um, accusing Al Franken of unwanted advances. And this one comes with what will be remembered as one of the great political statements of, of all time. Um, it's my right as an entertainer. You know, Eric, I also had that line written down uh, and brought it with me to the podcast room because it was so striking, and I wanted to make sure I got it per- perfectly right. Yeah, he, uh, a woman said that she was on his radio show in 2006. This was before he was elected senator. And after she was leaving, he sort of pursued her and uh, forcibly tried to kiss her, and, and she declined, and he said, it's my right as an entertainer. Um, and I think that's very telling, and I think it's it's true of a lot of these cases that we're hearing about as the floodgates are opening, that you know men in power or in certain industries seem to think that it's their right to sort of be paid homage by women, even if those women are not willing. And you said certain industries. It seems to be a lot of industries. No, you're right, Eric. And, you know, just today, uh, Time magazine announced its person of the year, and they announced that it's the Me Too movement. Uh, The Silence Breakers, as they called them, was going to be named their person of the year. And on the cover, there's women from a variety of industries. You've got Ashley Judd and uh, Taylor Swift from Hollywood and music. But you also have women who are, you know, almost unknown in service industries who have also come forward and are also detailed uh, in the Times story. So you're right. It is a lot of industries that are involved. And you sort of are wondering when it's going to stop. I'm, I'm wondering, is there anyone, you know, in Congress or in journalism who hasn't uh, sexually assaulted women? Now, I'm obviously being facetious, but, you know, every day it seems like we're hearing new allegations from from women. Al Franken denied as, quote unquote, preposterous the notion that he would ever say it's my right as an entertainer. But there doesn't seem to be much support left for him among his colleagues, his Democratic colleagues in the Senate. Yeah, he is expected to make an announcement tomorrow on Thursday on his future. And it looks like he probably is going to resign. And I think that's one of the most interesting things about this is that it's Democratic senators, uh, a lot of them female, but not entirely female, who are calling for him to step down. And same thing with John Conyers, who recently resigned after allegations against him were made public, and including the fact that he made settlements with taxpayer money in some of these cases. And, you know, Nancy Pelosi, the highest ranking Democrat in Congress, called for his resignation. It took a while for it her did. to come around. It took a while. And, you know, you sort of think as soon as this stuff came out, it, it, you, you don't really have to even think about it. If a man makes a settlement with taxpayer money because of repeated sexual harassment allegations from his employees, it, it seems like a pretty easy one. But they, they, they did come around and they did strongly say, you need to resign. And they're saying it to Al Franken. And I think it's going to, to result in his resignation. And I think that's, it's quite striking the difference in this case, I think, these cases between uh, Democrats and and Republicans. Now, Republicans on policing their own have perhaps been moving in the opposite direction, which is allegations made against Roy Moore, the Senate candidate in Alabama, for next Tuesday's um, special election for the Senate seat vacated by Jeff Sessions. When those allegations were initially aired, the response was, we believe the women, these sound credible, he should 
step aside. He didn't step aside, and his poll numbers have climbed back up. And in the face of a looming election, he's now been endorsed by President Trump. And Mitch McConnell, who had previously said no way, is making noises that, well, you know, if if the voters of Alabama choose him, so be it. Yeah. And the RNC, they had cut off funding from Roy Moore's campaign and they have now reinstated it. And both that move and McConnell's came after President Trump finally explicitly endorsed endorsed Roy Moore in a tweet. And I have to say, you know, this this one's this one's kind of interesting. Roy Moore kind of changes the story a bit when he when he first, uh, you know, he went on Sean Hannity's show to talk about the women who had made these allegations. He said, well, some of them he knew, uh, but he hadn't dated them. And then now he is saying, I don't know any of these women. Uh, so he's he's changing his story. And I, I find it interesting, too, that at a rally last night, Steve Bannon said to the crowd of Roy Moore, he's never claimed, just like Donald Trump, that he's perfect. Well, are the allegations true or are they not true? They seem to uh, they seem to be trying to have it both ways. And I, it is disappointing that the president himself uh, endorsed this this man who Again, his very credibly allegations against him of of sexual contact with teenagers, including one as young as 14 when he was in his 30s. I think the Democrats really here are are the ones who are sort of taking the high road and showing how you should deal with these things. And I think it's going to become very difficult in the future for Republicans to claim any sort of argument on character, on on judgment, on on this sort of this sort of thing when they are not policing their own and when they when they think if they think it's acceptable for a man who it looks pretty likely that he had sexual contact with minors when he was in his 30s if if they think that that you know if they think a, a vote on a tax bill is more important than talking to America and, sh- and telling America we do not we do not accept this sort of behavior i think it bodes very poorly for the uh, republican party Kelly Jane Torrance, thanks so much for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks for having me, Eric. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Tripping.com. Did you know that the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? You can spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Whether you're looking for a cabin to get away for New Year's Eve, planning your next beach vacation in Hawaii, or that vacation in Europe where you'll live like a local, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. Vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, and amenities that hotels don't, like multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, free Wi-Fi, and even fully stocked kitchens. With Tripping.com, one search lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like VRBO, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, and more. Don't wonder if you're getting the best deal. You'll save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money while booking the perfect vacation rental for your next trip, Head to tripping.com slash standard today. That's tripping.com slash standard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.